This is episode 110 of Parenting with the Focused Mindset. Today, you get to listen in on a conversation that I had recently with Priscilla Grijalva. She's a school counselor here in California, actually works at the school district that I do, and she also has a podcast, Reach Higher Riverside. Her podcast actually helped inspire me to start this very podcast, and on her podcast, she has interviewed so many interesting people in the field of education and school counselors, people that love kids. And in this interview, she's going to drop some knowledge on how you can help your child be prepared for the future and also how to be college ready. And I'll tell you what, she has a super duper inspiring story as well. I so love this conversation, but I will remind you, don't forget to check out the show notes. I always leave helpful links down below for you to check out, uh, for instance, the Big Life Journal, my affiliate partner, where you can get resilience training for your child and journals that are absolutely amazing. And over at my website, I've posted some new blogs that you might want to check out. That's thefocusedmindset.com. So let's get started. Welcome to Parenting with the Focused Mindset. I'm your host, Cher Kretz. I'm a school counselor and a family mindset coach. I know that raising kids is quite the journey and doesn't always turn out as we planned. Here, we talk about the solution-focused approach. We learn how to celebrate when things are going well and how to deal with the many challenges that families face. Don't forget to hit subscribe, download, follow so you don't miss any of the family-oriented, solution-focused content that I put out for you right here each and every week. Listening to this podcast will help you be the best version of yourself in your home and with the people you love. Hello, welcome to the podcast today. I get to talk to my friend Priscilla Grijalda. She is a counselor with me at Cronenorco Unified School District. And we met a few years back. We both have a podcast. And this is a long time coming, right, Priscilla? Yeah, it is. It's not on your podcast. So thank oh, you. Oh, thank you. We talked so long ago about this moment. We were like, we're gonna do this. And then uh, you know. We got a little distracted with being online counseling and all of that, but um, I don't know. I just really, I was inspired by the fact that you started a podcast. I have to stay, say, first of all, that you're part of the reason that I did start a podcast because we met at a dinner and you were passing out cards saying, Hey, you might want to listen. And I thought, you know what? I can do that. I should do that. And I was just inspired by you. So thank you so much for that. Yeah, thank you. That's that's so important that um, you know we encourage each other as school counselors. We actually met at a the Cask event, the California that's right. Counselors event. That was so fun. Yeah, that was actually quite fun. I met a lot of new people that day, and you were working for a different school district at the time, right? I was. I was in another school district in Riverside County, uh, Alvord Unified School District, and now I'm I get to work with you and all the amazing school counselors in Corona Norco. So um, it's it's an awesome privilege to be a school counselor. And what level are you um, counseling now? I'm at uh, Citrus Intermediate School. I have seventh and eighth graders. So I'm there three, day, three days a week. And then I'm also at Eleanor Roosevelt High School 
Tuesday and Wednesday. So I got seventh through 12th graders. That's huge. Like going through two levels and having to bounce around. It is. It's a huge uh, mind shift as far as your focus. Like one day you're counseling seventh and eighth graders and the next day it's ninth or 12th graders. And then of course, you know, the little things like you're changing your badge from one site to the next and your parking <laughs> pass. And then you're probably getting about triple the emails because you have two sites and then you're also part of the district. So it's like um, a lot of emails to manage, but um, anybody that knows me, I'm always up for challenges and I'm a lifelong learner and I believe that we're all unfinished leaders. And so I think that it was really important that I took this opportunity and I, and I love it. Like every day I get to work with an amazing team at both sites. Um, we have amazing school counselors at both schools and I even get to work with the CASC administrator of the year at Roosevelt. Um, yeah. We've been talking a lot on the podcast about perseverance and stories of perseverance and how, I mean, you must've been able to get this, this attitude about leadership that you spoke of from somewhere in your life. And I just wanted to know, like, what brought you to the point where you can feel so confidently to say, you know what? we're lifelong learners and I can move into this. And just tell me a little bit about your journey. I think it started obviously with my parents. Like they have always pushed me to do my best and go above and beyond and, you know, just really care and love for people. And um, when I was younger in elementary school, I had gotten in an accident and um, I had to go through speech therapy and a minor surgery. And like, I just remember sitting in a meeting with a bunch of people and educators and my family and just um, something that stood out in the meeting was um, an educator had stated, you know, she's never going to be able to publicly speak well. And um, that really hit home. And I was like, wow, as a little kid. I was like an overachiever. I was like, no, I'm going to get past this. And I worked really hard. I went to speech therapy. And outside of that, I practiced on my own. And my parents would bribe me. I remember because um, I'm from El Paso, Texas. So in Texas, at the time, they used to have Dairy Queens with these amazing tacos. So I wanted to go to Dairy Queen for tacos, not ice cream. <laughs> so my parents would bribe me to go to speech therapy to get tacos. And it worked. And then I would practice on my own. Um, so all the hard work I put in, um, eventually led me to go on to college. And when I got to college, I ran for senior class president and I won, I actually won the vice president that was promoted to senior class president my senior year. And, uh, the Dean called me in my in his office and he was like, Priscilla, you know, graduation's coming up. I need you to prepare a speech to speak at graduation. And you're what? in front of thousands. <laughs> oh man. Now, Mind you, when I was a kid, I, of course, that went back to my mind where I'm like, you know, I'm not going to be able to speak well, but I overcame that and I practiced and the Dean re reviewed my speech and um, he was really encouraging. And I, I got past that and I spoke in front of thousands and then fast forward to several years later, obviously became a school counselor. You know, we have to teach a lot of lessons. Um, and then I started a podcast in 2018 with one of my good friends, Dan Reyes, um, he is also an educator. And um, we were just talking one day and we we're like, hey, like, let's start a podcast. It was actually his idea. And I told him, no, like, I don't think I'd be good at it. And he's like, well, I'll help you. And, and so it just began. So if you listen to our podcast, um, I don't think I did really well the first few, but then it progressively got better. Oh, um, same, same. <laughs> Just because like, you know, you're not used to being live and like on a podcast, but um, thanks to my friend, Dan, he really like encouraged me and gave me like confidence to do this. 
Um, and then I get to, I got to interview some amazing people across the nation, even internationally. Um, and our podcast just kind of blew up all over the world. Um, so I, I'm so grateful for all the people I got to meet, including you. Like it's, it's an honor to talk to you today. Oh, thank you. I mean, I'm just thinking about that surreal moment when you realized I'm going to be doing this speech and I was told that would never happen, you know, and it's, it's speaks on a couple of things in my, uh, is ringing true to me is that the things that we say to children, they hear, and it makes an imprint on their mind. You know, I tell a similar story about uh, a junior high teacher that smashed down my dream when I brought him out. And I was like, I really have a dream I want to share with you. And he's like, no, that's not so realistic. (laughs) And, you know, it's like people, well-meaning people many times say things that make an imprint on your heart. Mm -hmm. Um, But sometimes it does exactly what it did for you. And you say, you know what, maybe I'll just work that much harder. And I think that's so important, like even working with students that we tell them we believe in them, we encourage them. Um, Even when I go in the classes, like I tell them my story and I'm like, look, guys, if you put in the work, you can overcome, you know, whatever you're going through. Um, Sometimes we need help and we have to reach out. Like in my case, was a speech therapist and like my family was supportive. Like sometimes we need to reach out to people for help and that's okay. As long as you're doing your best to get through each day. And I mean, and you consider where it's like, it wasn't, it wasn't a straight road, but then it all the way at the end of college, when you were asked to do that, there's all kinds of huge steps that we take in our journey of life to be able to get where we're supposed to be. Do you remember any big hurdles when you were like, I don't think I can do this. I just don't think I can do this. Um, probably I was, when I was little, I also played basketball and, um, it was really hard, like, um, growing up because at the time there were only like boys teams, it seemed like, and now it's a variety, but, um, I used to play with all boys on these basketball leagues. And, um, you know, I was told like, it's going to be hard for you to get a basketball scholarship. Um, one, because you're short and two, if you want to be a point guard, you got a tiny voice. That's going to be hard. You're yelling like all that. Right. And so, um, I overcame that and I practiced really hard every day, shot over hundred shots a day. And when I would call plays, I do like symbols, like throw up my fingers, like play two, whatever, but I also yell at the top of my lungs, um, <laughs> but just putting in the practice and the work and then working with the coaches and like also thinking about my sister trying to be a good role model. Yeah. Um, so that, that really pushed me through as far as adversity and like, um, I guess competition and like just helping people. Like I, I get all that teamwork and stuff through basketball. Um, and then even like through this pandemic, I think all of us, I can agree. We've been through a lot, yes. um, some more than others, unfortunately, but I think just persevering and knowing that looking for gratitude in each day is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, like even in our team counseling meetings, I always try to bring up something that I'm grateful for in our team meetings, like making sure that I tell the team, you know, something that I noticed that I'm grateful about them or something about our students, um, because I want to focus on the positive and tell them, you know, I'm really thankful for whatever they're doing. You know, we need that and kind of encouragement and you just seem like a natural go-getter anyways. You probably were always, you know, you, you were, you were bound to just push forward. Resiliency is a hard thing though, because some of our children, because of the pandemic, I'm noticing, 
um, they're struggling a little bit with the resiliency because at least on my end, either there's a gap or they're just used to having their way at home and they don't really want to comply. Or it could be that they're just, their stress level is a little off. I'm finding that I'm really working with kids a lot with their resiliency. I don't know if you're finding the same thing in junior high and high school. Yeah, that seems to be one of the main issues as far as like lack of motivation. Um, So just meeting the students where they're at, getting to know them, building those relationships, like perfect example today um, at the middle school, I was uh, walking around the lunch area and I noticed some students were wearing like Rams jerseys and I was trying to find a connection. And um, a few years ago, I met Robert Woods at an event. Um, He's an LA Rams player. For those of you that don't know, he's number 17. Um, so I, I, I didn't know, <laughs> and I was telling the kids about, you know, this Rams player and they're like, Oh, we know him. And like, they were all excited and they wanted to see a picture and we like connected like that. And so then it like built a little more trust. And, and then once you build that trust, like you have like that relationship with the kids that you can then be able to help them. Cause they'll come to you when they're struggling mm-hmm. or when they need help, or like, even when they come in your office and you're helping them with like solution folks focused, um, brief counseling, and mm-hmm. you're trying to help them with academics. It's like, they're listening because they trust you. Yeah. It's because they feel heard first and they feel like they know you, they, they, they trust you because you listened and you, you met them where they were at. And I think that even as many school counselors, we get so quick to move to the next thing, the next thing, next thing that we forget that very point that you said is that if we want to make an impact on helping them be more resilient, we just can't hop in and be like, Hey, you know, we're noticing this on the screen that your grades are dropping or that you didn't show up to such and such class. It's going to make an impact if we've made a personal connection with that person. Yeah. But I think also part of that, um, the main thing is also the staff. So building those relationships with the staff, um, with everyone in the building, the custodians, the school counselors, the administrators, teachers classified, everyone um, is so important because once you build those relationships, you can tag team and work together. Um, And the most important thing that I found over the years is, you know, it's, it's about showing your teammates how awesome they are. Like, like I told you, my teammates are amazing and I want them to know that. I don't want to just tell them that. I want to show them, like give them examples and be sure that I'm shouting out all their accomplishments because that's huge. Like you get nominated for something or you win something or you did something amazing the other day. Like I want to shout at the rooftops like, Hey, my teammate did this. Like, I'm so happy for them. That's just touching my heart because we don't hear it enough. You know, I mean, I think people assume that people hear the positives and the truth is, is that most people don't really hear a lot of positives, you know, adults as well, but you're reminding me even, you know, we need to hold ourselves accountable for telling people, you know, going out of our way to letting them know the things that we appreciate about them and the things that are great. Right. Yeah. I saw this uh, poster that Corona Norco had given out to some of the schools or maybe all the schools. I'm not sure. But one of them said, throw kindness like confetti. Yes. And, and I, I love that poster. Like, it's just like, you know, just really loving on people and showing them kindness is so important. That's such a great word picture. That's an analogy to kind of consider when you throw confetti and it just goes everywhere and floats down all slowly all over. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I don't know. My thing too, is that parents 
need to be reminded of this very thing. I think that's a really great message for parents to remember too, because life has gotten busy. And do we stop and let them know what we appreciate about them? Or are we so quick to be like, your room isn't clean. This isn't done. That's not done. You're picking up at this time, blah, 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 blah. All that stuff is important. Mm -hmm. But if it's important for the morale of your workplace, isn't it just that much more important for the morale of your home to look for a, a way that you can uplift your loved ones, you know? Yeah, that's so true. I was just thinking about a student today I had talked to about his grades and trying to encourage him to do better. And we discussed ways that he could do better. And I asked him who would notice if your grades did go up, who, who would you want to notice? And he said his parents, but he said that they wouldn't ever say anything to him. And that just like broke my heart. Like he just wanted someone to be like, like someone in his family to be like, Hey, you brought your math grade up or whatever. Yes. And he wasn't getting that. And so I said, well, if you're not getting that at home, who at school is the person you would want to notice? And he said, my teachers and my school counselor. And so I was like, Oh, I just broke my heart. I was thinking about this kid. And I was like, you know, we just got to constantly encourage them and you notice something in their lives that they're doing better. We have to remind them that, Hey, you brought this grade up. Good job. Yeah. And also the fact that you wonder if it ever crosses those parents' mind that he's looking to be noticed because I'm sure he doesn't tell them. That's the cool thing about being a counselor is that we do hear statements like that. And kids don't say that to their parent. They say it in their head. And it's because we are trained to ask the questions that need to be asked at the time that we do. We get to hear those little nuggets and it tugs at our heart because we realize that the more parents out there that consider like treat, treat your child, how you want to be treated, you know, acknowledge when they do what's right, because they want to be noticed. I mean, it just shows. And how old was that child, the the student that you were talking to? Uh, This was a seventh grader. So there you go. Those years, the seventh graders, they look like all they care about is nothing. And no, those kids have all that going on in their mind. They just want to be noticed. They just want to be appreciated. If they bring up the grade, I've, I've said this before, like a solution focused aspect is, you know, look at the entire grades and then find one that went up, even if it's three points and be like, wait a minute, what happened to this grade? How did you do that? How did you do that right there? And they'll be like, wait, you're not talking about all the other F's like, no, I want to find out how this C became a C plus. And they'll be like, well, uh, I guess I, I did this or that. And they're like, well, what if you did more of that? But we forget to have conversations that are rooted around how they can succeed rather than the reprimanding part. You know, I'm guilty of it as well. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Yeah, nobody's perfect. And the kid even acknowledged that he, he really, he notices that his parents do care about him, but mm-hmm. that is something that he wished of course. They, they did differently. Yeah. So, um, no, it's just in their heart. And that's why it's good to pause and think about that because I, you've probably heard statements similar to that many times in your career. I don't know. It just takes a lot of heart to do a school counseling uh, job. It takes a lot of heart if you're going to do it in a caring way. Going into next year, do you think that the kids are going to, are, that we're going to see, because I've seen a lot of growth in kids. Do you think that from what you're seeing in junior high and high school, that they're going to like start to get more and more momentum in how fast they're growing? Or do you think that we have a lot, uh, a longer road than we expect to help our kids, uh, for lack of a better word, recover from the losses that they may have felt when we had to be off? 
I think they have a lot of resilience um, as far as, you know, going through this global pandemic. Um, and I think that, you know, it might take a while with the learning loss, you know, that we had with some of our students and all of our students going through back and forth with virtual and then in person and then, you know, just dealing with some of the traumas. Like, um, I think that could take a while, but I am hopeful that, you know, things are going to get better and with their resilience, they're going to bounce back. Um, the students and obviously the educators, you know, we're persevering the best we can. We're all tired and exhausted, but we're still living on those kids and giving them our all, even when it seems like we're not, but we're yeah. doing our best. Like every day, you know, we look for ways to help kids the best we can. And um, sometimes it's just saying hello to a student. They want to be acknowledged or giving them resources for mental health or maybe getting them connected to financial aid um, mm -hmm. to help them go on for more education or training. I mean, there, there's millions of hats that school counselors put on. Yeah. Um, so thankfully, you know, our district's very supportive in school counseling that we can help all of our students get through all these tough times. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking on that, um, for those, I know that that's one of the specialties of yours, especially because of your perseverance to say, hey, you know, I'm going to college and then your desire to become a counselor. Um, do you have any quick tips for our parents that are moving into those years, getting close to that high school time? They're going to have to start thinking about post-secondary. Um, what advice would you give parents to help their child prepare? I would say start preparing them as early as you can. Um, even middle school, start having those conversations. Elementary, you can too. As you know, as an elementary counselor, a little bit here, a little bit there. And then when they get to high school, you know, really encouraging them to try to get a C minus or higher. So then they have more options after high school um, universities in California. They want C minus or higher for Cal States and UCs. But if your student wants to go to community college, um, that's totally fine, too. It just it opens their doors for if the higher the grades, the better. Um, even the military, like um, there's so many different branches they can enlist or apprenticeships. Um, and the higher the GPA, the more money they could get for college based on um, grant aid and um, scholarships. There's even middle class scholarships for students, um, foster youth grants. So students can start applying for scholarships even as early as um, eighth grade. You know, we, we sent out some scholarships for our students. There was an NPR podcast scholarship that we emailed out to our students and they could start applying then. Um, high school, you know, there's high school scholarships, but most of them are their senior year. And I would say, like, don't give up on scholarships because sometimes students will think, oh, I didn't get this scholarship and they give up. But if you keep applying, your chances are better. Yeah. Um, and especially those local scholarships, because local meaning like is just for like your city or your county or maybe just your school. Um, the local scholarships, you have a better chance of winning. Um, and plus, even right now, not a lot of students are applying um, because they're not thinking that far ahead. So really getting their focus on, you know, starting to apply for scholarships and reach out to your school counselor. Like they're, they're your hugest advocate to help you find that money. It's also on the websites. You can Google any high school website and you could find scholarships on their website. Um, the main thing I also want people to know is like when they go to college, it doesn't matter what college you go to, um, they have scholarships on their college website. So you can continue to apply for scholarships while you're in college. That's something that I wish I knew. Um, also do your FAFSA your senior year. 
It doesn't matter on your income or status, you could do the FAFSA or DREAM Act. Um, um, with that, it's easier because if you take out private loans as opposed to federal loans, the private loans have higher interest rates um, and it'll take you longer to pay back with the federal loans that interest rates are lower. Um, but even if you don't get loans and you get those scholarships and the grants, like that's going to pay for a lot of your education and work study. I mean, there's so many options for your students. I would say don't give up. Um, continue to reach out to your school counselor, um, check out their websites, and you can even like talk to some of the teachers that, you know, your student, maybe your student's passionate about history. I bet you that history teacher knows about a history scholarship out there for your student. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, I think sometimes uh, us parents, we wait too long. You know, I, I know that I, on the counselor, and when I was a high school counselor, I'd be like, why are you just now coming to me now? But we don't realize that our, like you just said, the school counselor should be our best advocate from long earlier than, you know, the junior and senior year to be able to say, hey, I'd like my child to be college bound. You know, I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but what can I apply for? What can I do? And I find that some people, they rule themselves out because they're scared that it's going to cost too much. And that is what you're speaking to, to live in fear that it's going to cost too much. I mean, it, it just ends up that it might completely destroy an amazing opportunity out of fear. Rather than that, if you're in action, like what you're talking about, and you're saying, hey, maybe you could apply for a scholarship. What are you passionate about this and that? You're always in that forward momentum. And that's what the counselors are there for. I think um, getting involved is really, really important too. So like, a club community service that'll help you stand out for job applications and scholarships in college, even military, they're looking for leadership. Um, so get your student involved, some kind of volunteering. Um, when I was a kid, my dad got me involved in volunteering with a recycling program in my neighborhood. Oh, and I'd nice. go around and pick up, you know, the recyclables, like the newspapers and the different things from the neighbors. Um, and he just, from a very young age, taught me to give back. And it really helped me see the bigger picture um, that life is about giving. It's, it shouldn't be about me, although sometimes we feel like it's really selfish, right? I'm not perfect, but um, it really helps people with their mental health to get past themselves. True. Um, and in most cases, because then they're thinking about helping others and not focusing on what's going on inside of themselves, right? Right on that right on. Yeah, speak it. <laughs> that is so true because we're getting full circle. It's like, hey, perseverance. Well, sometimes the best way you can snap out of maybe a stuck place is to go help somebody else, go help somebody else through a challenge. And then you're like, whoa, if I can do that, I can conquer my stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it helps for their scholarship applications. And their yes. Scholarship. Double, double bonus. <laughs> double whammy. Right. Well, um, why don't you, and also you spoke in your little, uh, in, in talking right there, you spoke on about at least five episodes or more that I know of on your podcast that speak on those very subjects. I know you have one I listened to that is one of my favorite about storytelling and how to write a story when you need to write an essay. Um, I love that episode. I would oh, highly yeah. encourage people to head on over to reach higher Riverside. It doesn't matter if you're in Riverside, there is so many, so much little nuggets, so many, so many little nuggets for you to uh, glean as you're helping your child or helping your student navigate through life. So tell us more about your podcast. So Retire Riverside um, is a podcast mainly for educators, but um, 
students and parents can listen to. There are tips for them. And it's basically to help them with college, career, financial aid, scholarships, military questions. Like I even take you guys to boot camp one day. Um, even like voter registration tips. So just helping students go on for more education or training is the whole goal, but um, really giving the focus to the Reach Hire Initiative, which is an initiative that was started in 2014 um, to help students go on for more education or training um, and, and put aside politics. But uh, Michelle Obama really had advocated for school counselors as part of this initiative. And yeah. that was- That was huge, event. yeah. And so school counselors were um, really put at the forefront of this initiative to help those students go on from our education and training. Um, the podcast is free. It's on all channels. So you can check it out. It's even on YouTube. Um, so we just do it for free to help people. And um, we hope that you guys will check it out and spread the word. Or maybe you could skip through some episodes that may not apply to you, but you're welcome to listen to it. I find it inspiring. And even whether I'm not even, it's not about the level I work with. The reason why I love what you do is because you do real world. I mean, I I love the ones where you're just like at a conference and you can hear the background of people talking and you're just like, let's talk about this right now. And it's just, (laughs) it's so it's, it's really kind of like real world. Here we are. Let's talk about this, this subject. And you just dive in with all these super duper unique, different types of people. I kind of feel as though we should do that. You know, like we, we should kind of learn a little bit about what's going on in at schools with our kids. Check it out. Yeah, yeah, check it out and give us a rating or send us an email. Everything's on our website. It's uh, reachhighriverside.com. That's amazing. Well, thank, I am so thankful that you took the time this evening to come talk to me for a little bit and just give me some of your, some of your warm attitude. I feel all filled up. Like I'm ready to go say compliments to it and, and positive affirmations to all of my work people tomorrow. (laughs) That's awesome. I actually got the idea from Eric Waldo. Um, he used to be the executive director of reach hire. He now works at the white house and, um, he was tweeting out one day. He was like saying how they do gratitude shout outs in their meetings. And I was like, Hey, that's a great idea. Like, I love that. So actually that idea came from him. So thanks to Eric Waldo. Well, for having me. I've had so much fun and I appreciate you giving me your time today. Thank you so much for coming today. Bye everyone. What a great perspective from Priscilla as she works with children in those junior high and high school years. If you have a junior higher, you know, they give a lot of attitude sometimes and the pushback comes. It's because they're growing, they're changing. At the end of every day, just let them know that you are there for them in this journey. And as we support our high school students to get ready for launching out into this world, it takes a lot of know-how and I appreciate this conversation and I appreciate you for listening. I also want to ask, can you give a review to this podcast? I read each and every one of them and I cherish your feedback. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple, you can leave, they have a place where they have the five stars and on Apple, you can leave a written review. And that's the ones that I just absolutely love reading. And we can always keep in touch on Instagram on share C-H-E-R, the focused mindset. And for now, go out and make this day amazing. And until next time, keep in touch and take care.